one of the goals that I wanted to bring is they always say you need to change your people, places, and things. Yeah. Well, how do you change those things if you're incarcerated? So I bring in those different entities so they can make those connections while they're with us for those four months. So when they get out, they have this whole plethora of resource members, like individuals that they know. So it's not so scary walking into an AA meeting or an NA meeting. They already have those connections with those individuals. Thank you for tuning in to the Rescue Mission Podcast. This is your host, Jay, and I've got Matt co-hosting with me today. We've got an exciting guest with us today that was recommended to us by a mutual friend, Murray Hunt, from 13th Step House. When he was on the podcast, we always like to ask our guests, who do you think we should have on the podcast that would be good for our listeners to know about? And the first person that, that Murray brought up was Keely from JCAP. And I said, what in the world is JCAP? And he said, well, you should definitely get Keely on the podcast to talk to her. So Keely was generous enough to invite us out to the jail. We were excited to go out and tour the jail and find out what is going on with JCAP. And we are just so excited to have you on today, Keely. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are excited to have this conversation. We ended up, I think we ended up touring the jail for two and a half hours because we just kept talking about the passions that we have in the community that we're, that we're both serving here in Fort Wayne. So Keely, for somebody that has no idea what we're talking about today, who are you and what is JCAP? My name is Keely Ray. I work for the Allen County Sheriff's Department. I will be there 17 years in September. Uh, JCAP stands for Jail Chemical Addiction Program. So it is actually a four-month program that takes place while individuals are incarcerated with us. It's 50% recovery-based, 50% life skills. Um so for those individuals that are serving some time with us, it gives them the opportunity to start the recovery journey. Okay. So where did, where did the idea for this come from? So I believe 2017, 2018, the Attorney General for Indiana um, pushed this initiative off a pilot program in Dearborn County. Uh, they had great success in lowering their recidivism rates. So we modeled our program after Kosciuszko County. Okay. Courtney Jenkins was their JCAP coordinator who I trained under. She kind of took the Dearborn County model and beefed it up and kind of encompassed all of the struggles that individuals have when they fall within the criminal justice system. How does a person get into JCAP? So they apply. It's completely voluntary. Um, there is no time cuts. It's all about them. It's all about their recovery and utilizing their time to better themselves when they get out. Why do you find that it is that that inmates want to enter this program if it doesn't take off any of their time, if it's voluntary? What is, what is motivating them to be a part of this? A lot of them have because of their past histories and the substance abuse, whether it's drugs or alcohol, they've just kind of hit that rock bottom and they need to do something different, but they've dug that hole so deep that they don't know how to get out. So during the four-month process and all the classes, the guys attend six to eight hours of class a day, they kind of learn how to stop digging that hole hmm. and moving forward. So what did you, what did you do before you oversaw JCAP? I ran the transport division. Okay. 
since 2011. How did how did that transition happen? What what did what did it look like to go from one position to the next? It was a big step. Um, I had been at the jail for 17 years, had no idea that JCAP was even a thing. Apparently, uh, Sheriff Hirschberger and uh, Deputy Chief Butler had went over and met Courtney Jenkins at the Kosciuszko program, wanted to bring a program to our facility. However, um, COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of stopped some processes there. And as they were trying to find a coordinator to start the program, um, Deputy Chief Butler remembered that my daughter suffered from uh, addiction to meth. Hmm. And that I had some history there and kind of lived experience. Um, so he picked me and I was overjoyed and scared. And how am I possibly going to do this in Allen County? Yeah. And what is what has that been like starting starting this up in Allen County? I mean, it's something that's that's brand brand new to the area. What has it been like? What is the kind of the response to it been like? Luckily, Fort Wayne, Allen County has some amazing resources. Mm -hmm. Once you kind of get in that group of individuals who are really about the recovery and it doesn't matter what insurance you have and and you kind of get over some of those hurdles, there are a lot of resources that are free. It doesn't matter what insurance you have. Um, and that's really what I wanted to target. Um, because a lot of our individuals don't have insurance. They don't have those resources. They can't afford that. So that just becomes another financial barrier for them. Um, so getting into our recovery community here in Allen County has been wonderful. So you said resources. And if, if a staff member of the rescue mission is, is listening to this, their ears just lit up when you said resources in the community. What are some of the resources that you're connecting people with? So not only the various treatment facilities, but um, some of the nonprofit organizations, Project Me comes in and is a facilitator, kind of meets individuals where they're at. And that kind of goes right along with the JCAP model is everybody's recovery journey is a little bit different depending on where they are at, in life. Um, so one of the goals that I wanted to bring is they always say you need to change your people, places, and things. Yeah. Well, how do you change those things if you're incarcerated? <laughs> right. Um, so I bring in those different entities um, so they can make those connections while they're with us for those four months. So when they get out, they have this whole plethora of resource members, like, individuals that they know so it's not so scary walking into an AA meeting yeah. or an NA meeting they already have those connections with those individuals what does a normal day look like for somebody that's that's in this program somebody's just oblivious to what goes on inside of jail and especially inside of JCAP what does a day in life look like um so like I said earlier the guys tend six to eight hours of class a day okay uh, so usually that starts out uh, with a fitness class in the morning, gets them up and moving. And that is a natural way to rebuild those endorphins that have been affected by the chemicals. Hmm. 
So then classes start out. So every hour there's a new facilitator coming in. And so in the beginning, it's a little bit overwhelming to them. Sure. So I kind of start them out slow on a modified yeah. mod, uh, modified schedule. Um, but then as we get moving along, they're like, you know, can you bring in more people? Because that mindset starts to shift and they are wanting to grow. They are wanting yeah. to change. They can see it within in within themselves. Um, so what is it that, that shifts in them to where they begin to want to change? I think that hope they have hope and they can start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like I can do this. Why is it that this is starting to change as we've, as we've seen in the past. And I told you, I wouldn't throw any heavy questions at you, but this one's a little heavy, but like we've seen like the war on drugs and things like that. Why do you think it's 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 shifting the focus now from punishment to equipping? Why do you think that's shifting? Well, of course, the punishment goes along with their incarceration. Okay. Um, so a lot of them, they just don't know how to change. Um, and there's a difference between wanting to do something and having to do something. Okay. So because JCAP's voluntary, they own a sense of, I can do something right now to better my future. Um, and that has nothing to do with the court system or the legal system. Um, gives them the tools and resources. Um, because JCAP is very much, you know, a lot of the individuals are in the criminal system. So their time there, they're shifting that mindset. And they might transition to one of the court-ordered programs. Mm-hmm. And because they've had that four months of intense therapies and classes really sets them up mentally in a better place as they transition back into the community. Yeah. Can, can you talk for, for just a second? Some of the stuff that jumps out at me and, and did jump out at me the other day is one that, you know, we this is positively motivated, right? And two, they have agency in it right they get to do something about it but can you talk a little bit about what it what the impact of having somebody in your corner is um it's because that seems to be to me to be some of the power of this right um through the addiction you know they've destroyed their family relationships um they've burned all their bridges um so just having someone believe in them mm-hmm. and bring something back to them and see them as the individuals that they are, not for the jumpsuit that they wear, mm. uh, just takes on a completely different perspective. Yeah. Can you, maybe underneath that question, can you outline some of the hats you might wear for them? Uh, right. Cause I'm sure it's, <laughs> I'm sure. And I don't know, if, you know, share as much as you're comfortable with in terms of, um, you know, the boundaries that you have to keep with your job and, and things like so that. So each individual is unique. And depending on how deep they've dug that hole is kind of where I meet them at. And uh, I ask them some realistic goals of what they want to want to achieve. And kind of start building those steps of like, okay, this is how we can rebuild this. Or this is what we can do about this. Um, and giving them the tools and the resources to kind of get there. Mm -hmm. So I wear a lot of different hats 
everything from the if someone is not meeting the expectations of JCAP because they're very much held to a higher standard. As I tell them in the beginning, we're done jailing. Okay. Like if you want to change, these are my expectations. These are the guidelines. And this is what you can achieve when you get there. And I'll walk along with you the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to me to be a really powerful thing. And you, ex- you explained it as, as if it were just a normal thing that normal people do. I, I think it's really powerful because I don't think we see a lot of people with that kind of investment in others, right? Who may have failed themselves, failed their families, failed the system. And I think it's, I think, you know, we talk a lot about relationships uh, here and how important it is to have a web of relationships and that that's what separates a lot of us from any of the kind of clients we have, uh, participants we have in this program. We're, we're a few relationships broken away from being in just the same position. Yeah. It reminds me of when, when Murray was on here, he said the opposite of addiction is connection. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what we're hearing is when these guys come into JCAP, you're beginning to help them remake those connections. They don't have any positive connections in their life. And so these people are coming in, like you said, that they're going to be connected to when they get out, when they want to go to the AA, the NA meeting, they're connected with those. So if I remember correctly, JCAP is approaching its one year birthday. August 1st will be August 1st. So that's, so in, in the, in the last year, what are some of the things that have stuck out to you? What are some of the things you didn't expect um, one of the things you were pleasantly surprised by, maybe there's a story of someone that just jumps out at you, or maybe there's something that's happened that wasn't even on your radar. This is, this is your opportunity to look at the, at the last year and just say, these are, these are some of the, the highlights for me. So my biggest highlight, my biggest reward is <clears throat> I stay in contact with all of these individuals, all of my graduates. Um, I am still very much a support person for them. Um, so watching them and communicating with them that you know they've rebuilt their family relationship or they get to see their children now you know I'll I'll get pictures and knowing that they're thriving and they're doing well and that they come back and say hey Miss Kay like I gotta see my kid for the first time Or I got to go over to family and we had a meal and it was amazing. Um, those are my small rewards that I get to see. Yeah. So you find that they want to come back and talk to you. Yes. How do you, how do you balance that between, you know, being like you said, sometimes you're the disciplinary and you're bringing the expectations, but at the same time, there's, there's something happening to where you're becoming a person in their life that they want to come back to and share their wins with. Um, I very much so, by the end of that four months, I have taken on more of a mother figure. Okay. Um, so it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a fine line Mm -hmm. of, um, how these individuals view me because mm-hmm. initially I was law enforcement. So I was the bad guy as their mind shift changes and they realize that if they're giving me a hundred percent, I'm going to give them a hundred percent and I'm still going to be there. 
even if they're struggling, like I'm still going to be in their corner and be like, okay, what tools can we use? Where can we go? You know, um, let's regroup from this. Uh, I very much take on that mother figure for them. Um, so they want to come back and share yeah. those things. My da- I don't know if you noticed when we were in her office the other day, just the lines of cards. Yeah. She has hanging up on you. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. And, and, uh, that's testimony. Can you talk, how many groups have been through so far? So we are currently on JCAP three and okay. they will graduate August 7th. Okay. Can you talk about maybe some of the, you wins and losses, right? Maybe not talk about them in those terms, but some of the highs and some of the maybe not so highs of the people who have already gone through. So along with, with substance abuse, um, there's always that relapse. Not always that relapse. There's a possibility of that relapse. Um, so we have had some individuals that have relapsed, but it's how they handled it. Hmm. Rather than going on the run and getting a warrant, you know, they've owned it, they've corrected it, they went to treatment, and they're back on track. Um, so it's a loss and a win. Um, hmm. Because traditionally yeah. when someone, you know, falls off track, they go on a run and it just causes this downward spiral. But because of those resources and those connections within the community that they can go to and get that help to get back on track, um, it makes it faster, makes yeah. it easier. Love that. So when we, it's, it's interesting when we provide people with resources and connections when, when issues arise, because we all have situations that arise regardless of, of where we're coming from. We all have situations that come up that we didn't expect, um, but we're, they're saying they don't have to run away, but they can run to mm-hmm. something. And I think that's incredibly powerful to show um, just what is happening. So you said that on August 7th that there's going to be a graduation. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, so graduation is, is August 7th. We will have all the facilitators come um, because that's very much as much for the guys that they've achieved that goal and they have made it that four months and they have put in this work um, for the facilitators to come to graduation and share that time with them um, is amazing. Um, and it just kind of gives them a sense of accomplishment and something that they can be proud of, kind yeah. of when all eyes are on them and it's about them. Yeah. It's about them doing good um, rather than what they've done bad. Yeah. One thing that, that you mentioned when we were, we were touring, you said that it, it gives them a different experience at the courthouse. Tell us a little bit about that, that shift that happens with the graduation at the courthouse. Um, so everything, uh, because of their addiction, um, the courthouse has been tied to negative, negative, negative. Um, if you have to go to the courthouse, it's something negative. So this kind of ends things on a good note that I can go and, and we can have a celebration there. Yeah. So do they get released when they graduate JCAP or, or what happens? Nope. There's, there's no time cuts. Okay. Um, so if a graduate has some more time to serve with us, mm-hmm. then they will be a mentor for the incoming class. Okay. 
until their time is up. What does that look like to be a mentor? Um, so obviously they've completed the, the four months program. Um, so they get to watch the incoming group come in and kind of go through that, that change, but also be there for, you know, you can like Miss Kay, like you can trust her Mm. and this is what you can achieve if, if you're all in. It's a shortcut to the connections, right? Yeah. You're you're actually creating a, a, a better on ramp. Yeah. And because they went through all those counselings uh, and all the classes, if someone's struggling with something, they can be that peer-to-peer mm-hmm. um, assistance or someone to listen to, like, for suggestions, some guidance. And it, I think one of the guys we spoke to the other day said, you know, how much more you get out of something when you're when you're on the other side, when you're the yeah. one trying to teach it, instill it, be an example of it, you yeah. know, those types of things. One of so. the guys in there was saying that, I, I think he was saying that he was going to be a mentor once he graduated, and you could tell that he was excited right. yeah. to be a mentor. And that was, that was one thing that, that stuck out to me, was that there was something different about these guys that were in that program. Um, there was something different about their demeanor, about their attitude. I think there was a level of gratitude there that they were in that program that really stuck out to me. So if somebody wants to keep up with what's going on with JCAP, what's what's the best way to, to keep up with what you guys are doing? Uh, so we have, uh, through the Allen County Sheriff's Department, we ha- actually have a JCAP Facebook page okay. that you can check out and kind of follow the guy's journey. Okay. Very cool. Awesome. Well, Keely, thanks for coming on the podcast today and for sharing with us. I know that that for me personally, it it blew my mind when I got to experience what JCAP is doing. We're just grateful that you came on to share with us. Appreciate you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rescue Mission podcast, we ask you to consider leaving a review, subscribing, following whatever platform you're on. We'd love to have you keep up with us and what's going on with the Rescue Mission podcast. Thanks for listening.